Hello and welcome to this episode of I Don't Know Jack About Parenting, where today I'm going to be talking about the school bus tales. So the big question is this, how are parents like us, who don't have a manual, who are doing the best we can, who feel as though we aren't enough, how are we going to raise healthy, happy children who we are proud of and still keep our sanity in that process? That's the question, and this podcast will give you the answers. My name is Ryan Roy, and welcome to I Don't Know Jack About Parenting, a podcast for parents who are being real with themselves. Hello, and welcome back to this episode of I Don't Know Jack About Parenting, where today I'm going to be talking about school bus tales. Uh, I have so many stories <laughs> about the school bus that it's a little bit crazy. I personally never rode the school bus as a child. Uh, we lived close enough where I was in walking distance to most of my schools, so I wasn't far enough away to grab the bus. And I just never really thought about it uh, as a parent, like what it would be like to ride the school bus. As a matter of fact, the only time I read the, rode the school bus was when we were on field trips or things of that nature. Uh, once I got into competitive sports in middle school and high school, it would ride the school bus there, but you're around your teammates and hopefully people who like you. Uh, always sat next to classmates. Uh, it's not like I had to be on the bus uh, like my son where there's kindergarten through fifth on his bus. And he's in the second grade. This is his second year riding the bus. And it took a while before we put him on in the morning. I think this is the first year riding in the morning. Uh, I don't think we got until halfway through kindergarten when we started putting him on the bus at that point. So it's still kind of a new process. And we have a bus for whatever reason. It's described with a color. It's the black bus. And our black bus seems to be the talk of the town. And I think I've shared with you where my son was Rocky Balboa. Uh, you could go back and watch that episode or listen to that episode if you want to. Where he had an altercation on the bus where a kid came up and he wanted to punch him. Uh, I've had uh, other episodes, not episodes, but uh, scenarios that happened on the bus where... Um, Kid wanted to see my son's privates on the bus. I've had multiple fights on the bus. Um, the bus seems to be the topic of conversation. And I don't know why the bus brings out the worst in these children. As a matter of fact, there's just two days left of school at the recording of this. And today and tomorrow, there was no backpacks allowed at school. And I was like, okay, I guess they got no work. They cleaned out their desks last week. Uh, there's no sense in them bringing anything. And I hear from a teacher, I was like, I don't know what that's all about. She goes, oh, it's mostly for the bus. If kids have things when they come on the bus, they feel the need. They can't get in trouble. So they want to throw things out the window of the bus. 
Again, I don't know what it is about this bus that brings out the worst in children. I guess partially unsupervised, right? The bus driver has to pay attention to the road. She can't really stop and go back. She's not handing out detentions, demerits, anything really crazy. I imagine she may contact a parent here and there, but at the end of the day, she's the bus driver. Her main concern is getting those children home safely. And that's about it. I think I also had the scenario about the bus where his his Pokemon card got stolen uh, or taken away and we got it recovered. There's just things that happen on the bus. So, so he gets off the bus yesterday. What's the impetus? I always say the impetus for today's story is XYZ. And the impetus for today's story is this. Comes off the bus yesterday. It's his last day with a backpack. Uh, he has a, a goodie bag that came from school. It looked like there was a kite in there, a big old bottle of bubbles with a big ring. Um, he just has a bag. And I'm thinking to myself, oh, what's in the goodie bag? And he usually runs up the hill to me full speed. He gets off the bus and races the neighbor. And they race up the hill. And he gets to me. I usually get a high five or a smile or hey, dad. And he just ran by me. And I was like, hey, what's in the bag? And he just didn't really respond. I was like, uh-oh, what's going on? This is, gosh, maybe I should have named it the best friend woes. Um, on the bus yesterday, he, uh, his best friend uh, said some derogatory things towards him. He said that, uh, <laughs> you know, second grader, I guess, is the end of the world. He said that you are gay which my son didn't even know what it meant. He said that uh, you like watching Barney. Um, and I said, why does that bother you if it's not true? And he says, because the older kids don't know that it's not true. I said, yeah, but you know it's not true. But here's the kicker. The thing that I think hurts him most is that it came from one of his best friends. Like his best friend is talking like this to him and he doesn't understand why his best friend would say something like that. Why his best friend would talk badly about him. So the older kids laugh at him and he says, Dad, I hurt my feelings. Why is my, my friend doing this? I said, well, what did you say to him? When he tried to defend himself, his best friend kicked him. And I said, I don't know about you, but if my friends treated me that way, I would just find new friends. Now, I know you like him, and I know you guys are buddies. I said, but maybe there's some things going on at home. I said, anything going on at home that you know? He said, well, I know his parents are out of town. So I asked him who was watching him, his grandmother. And he that's, oh, that's when he kicked him. And, you know... I don't know what's going on in his friend's life. I got I got a, a small clue, a small idea, but I don't really know. Uh, the end of the year is coming. Uh, and, and I'll share this. My son is an entire year younger than this kid. Um, my son is the youngest in this class. His friend is one of the oldest in the class. So when you look at them, I mean, there's a good seven, eight inches of difference in height. Um, when you look at them, you see that um, maturity levels are different. Um, obviously, his friend knows some words that he doesn't even know. Um, and, and at the end of the day, and I, and I hate to say it this way, but 
they play on a sports team and my son gets the accolades. At school, my son gets the accolades. Uh, in class, my son has told me that this particular kid looks off of his paper and, and wants the answers. Again, it's easier for my son. Uh, now, I'm going to tell you, this kid is a, a, a good kid. I think he's a little misguided at times. He could probably take a good swift kick in the butt every once in a while. Uh, but at the end of the day, isn't every kid at this age. Um, I really think that I think that kids will be kids, boys will be boys. Uh, he's got to grow some thick skin. Uh, but when I teach him that he must respect people and I hold him accountable to doing it and those things aren't happening uh, on the bus, it isn't happening with his better friends, it's difficult for him to understand why these kids act this way. And it's difficult for me to try to explain to him why they act that way also. All I can tell him is this. Be true to yourself. It's a world that's going to try and change who you are. But the best way that you can show up is by being true to yourself and, and doing what's right more times than doing what's wrong. Here's the other thing, and I have a problem with other kids assaulting him, and I don't like that his friends have kicked him. I don't like that his buddy, he told me not too long ago, put him up against a pole and put his hands behind his back and wouldn't let him go and made him feel helpless. Um, and I know any boy at school is not going to just cry. But when your son, my son, comes home and cries in my lap that his friends aren't treating him nicely, the advice I gave him, I asked him this question. I said, listen, when your friend, when the kid came to you on the bus and punched you in the stomach and you hit him back, has he ever done it again? He said, no, he's always trying to be my friend now. I said, because he gained your respect. I said, but if you let him hit you, he'd think he could get away with it and he would keep hitting you. And this is boys being boys. I had to swing on my friends sometimes. They swung on me. This is boys being boys. This is creating boundaries and not allowing to be walked on. And, and mom's out there listening to this. You, you don't get it. You're like, I don't want my kid to hit somebody. I don't want my kid to hit anybody either. But if he gets hit, I can tell him to go and tell the bus driver. Bus driver don't care. I could tell him to tell me. I'm not going to get on the bus and hit the kid myself. <laughs> I can't discipline him. I don't live in his household. What I can tell him to do is act on his own behalf and protect himself. And I said, one, you tell your friend he's being a jerk and that you don't want to be talked to that way. If he kicks you, if he assaults you first, if, if there is contact first, I give you full permission to punch him in the face. And my son laughed. He goes, well, I don't know if I want to do that. I said, well, just know if you do do it, I'm not going to be upset with you. But he has to swing first. He has to kick first. But when you hit him, I want you to hit him with everything you got.
so that it hurts him. And maybe his behavior will start changing. Here's the consequence of that. He may not want to be your friend anymore. But I'm okay with that because I don't want you being friends with people who are going to kick you or hit you or demean you or make you feel less than. And the main reason he does all of that, in my opinion, from observation, and I told this to my son, and I ran those things down. He looks at your paper. You beat him in sports. Um, you, you get more accolades. You get more attention from people in a positive way because you're a good kid. He's probably jealous of you. And anything he could do to make you look less than, he's going to try to do. And if your friends want to be better than you or more than you, you don't need them to be your friends. Or we need to start creating some boundaries. And that boundary being, if he doesn't understand words and he wants to get physical, you can do the same. Moms, I know that's like the worst advice you could probably hear dads out there going yeah pop them in the face because we understand boys will be boys and boys will push limits and boys will do things that will push those limits and i don't want my son's limits pushed and i don't want him coming home crying to me I'll tell you, the day he came off that bus, he was so proud of himself and he hasn't had a problem on the bus from a kid other than his friend since. So, as long as he creates boundaries and he does them in a, in a manner where he's not starting something, I'm good with it. Dads, you could give me the thumbs up. Moms, you're probably a little upset with me. But you, you probably... Listen to this, moms. Probably want your man, your husband, to defend you. If he doesn't learn to defend himself as a child, he'll never be able to defend and protect you. And if I'm not mistaken, ladies, correct me if I'm wrong, two of the most important things to a lady is to, one, a man that can make them laugh, and two, a man that they feel safe with. I don't know jack about parenting, but I may know a little about being a boy. We'll see you in the next episode. Do you want to be the dad you wish you had? If so, go get my free book, Be the Dad You Wish You Had, at bethedadyouwishyouhad.com. Inside, you'll find my most effective 40 tips to quickly and easily transform yourself into the ideal dad. Go to be the dad you wish you had.com now and get it while it's free.